So today on the podcast, we had a really excellent guest and coach, Matt Burleson uh, from Telfair High School in McRae, Georgia. Uh, that is a, that's a school down in South Georgia. He does a great job with their program. Uh, had, he played in college, played at Wake Forest, played at Tennessee Martin. He'll talk about that uh, in the podcast. He coached a bunch of different places in Georgia, gained a lot of experience. And I think y'all will gain a lot of wisdom uh, from from what he says on this podcast. I, I really enjoyed listening to him. And uh, thank you all for listening. And after a quick word from our sponsor, you will hear Coach Burleson uh, just espouse some great wisdom today. Coach Burleson, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on today on this uh, nice chilly uh, Thursday afternoon here. Shoot, chilly. What is it, like 105 down there? Uh, you know, it's a cooler day, so I think it's only 105 with the heat index today. I think uh, earlier in the week it was about 110. Oh, my gosh, geez. It, I mean, it's like in the – it's like 93 here, and people here are acting like it's, you know, Hades is outside. <laughs> it's, uh, it's brutal. We got some uh, – like we were saying earlier, I got some in-laws in, and they're from Colorado, so they're about to die. Uh, oh, yeah. Going outside. They, you know, it gets warm, but they don't have the humidity like we have mm-hmm. uh, down here in the southeast. Awesome. Coach, give the listener a little bit of background about yourself, if you don't mind. All right. So, uh, originally from Florida, uh, my dad was a longtime high school coach. He uh, has since passed, but he was a high school coach in Florida for 37 years. Uh, if, you know, if he hadn't gotten sick, he'd probably still be coaching. Uh, I just, uh, you know, he loved it that much and loved the kids. Uh, so that's kind of where, you know, my love for it all, all started, uh, just seeing, seeing what, you know, he did and uh, the difference he was able to make in a lot of kids' lives when I was growing up. Um, so I played at Donnellan High School, home of Ernie Mills, um, uh, for football fans out there. And, um, I played for my dad there. It was it was a great experience. Uh, sometimes, you know, playing for your uh, a parent can be tough, but um, you know, it was great. I enjoyed it. It was some of the best uh, best times of my life being able to share that with my dad. And uh, uh, you know, had the opportunity to to go play some college football uh, after I graduated. And I was at uh, Wake Forest University for three years with Coach Jim Caldwell, uh, which uh, you know he he's a great one. A uh, great man, as well as a great coach, and he has had a great career also in the NFL. And uh, and then, um, you know, I was more of the <laughs> I was more of the guy on the sideline that's going to signal to the quarterback the plays uh, they get to play. So you know, I, I knew I wasn't like some some that say you know they're not giving me a shot. There there were some guys in front of me that were definitely uh, honestly better than me. But I wanted the opportunity to be able to play my last year, so I transferred to the University of Tennessee at Martin. And uh, played there my last year, and uh, I had a good time until I got hurt. Uh, mm. But you know, just um, you know, I was glad that uh, you know I made a decision and got to to get on the field and you know do some good things and have have a great time with my teammates. Made a lot of uh, lasting friendships. Uh, my roommate at Martin was best man in my wedding, so uh, he's a coach at University of Richmond now. So. Uh, made a lot of great friendships there, and I uh, don't regret any of those decisions. It was, it was a great time. Um, and then I, I always knew I wanted to be a coach, and so the uh, as soon as I graduated, uh, I started off as an intern and volunteer assistant at University of Georgia. I was with Coach Mark Rick uh, his first season, um, 
with the Bulldogs and uh, I worked with coach John Easton, who's a long time, one of the best receiver coaches in the game, uh, worked for him. He was my next door neighbor when we lived in Tallahassee, when he was a, a receiver coach at uh, FSU. Okay. And so, and he, you know, he's worked with the best of them, you know, he was there for the heyday of uh, FSU and, yeah, he was a great one for the University of Georgia. You know, had A.J. Green and, you know, all those guys. So, I got to learn a lot about receiver play and offensive schemes and just life in general from uh, from Doc. And, you know, it was a great time. And I was fortunate enough to allow – or Coach Rick to allow me to, to come come work and learn because he was a great man himself and, and did a lot of great things at the University of Georgia. So, I was very blessed to have that opportunity. And, um, and then when Coach Gailey got the job at Georgia Tech – uh, I went over there to be a uh, GA. First, I was a recruiting GA, operations GA, um, working with Coach Butch Brooks, who was a longtime um, Georgia high school coach um, at Valdosta and Washington Wilkes, uh, one of the great ones. And you know, I learned a lot from him just, you know, about just about high school football, just about, you know, dealing with parents and, and things like that and life in general, along with all the operations stuff that, you know, he taught me as well. And then I got to switch over at the last minute, kind of, uh, to be a defensive GA for John Tenuta, mm. who was like the zone blitz guru. Yes, he uh, is. Yeah, yeah. Back then, I mean, he has not seen a zone blitz he doesn't like, you know. And that's I, I love it. I love being aggressive. I love his style of play. Um, and I learned a lot about switching over to that side of the ball. Um, it really taught me a lot um, about his – Plus, not to mention, you know, being on the defense side of the ball, you're watching the team's offenses all the time. So that was fun, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, being a quarterback anyway. Uh, but it was great. I, I made myself a, a better coach. I, I learned a lot from um, Coach Tenuta and a lot of the other coaches uh, through failure and through um, just, just sitting there listening in the meetings and soaking up as much knowledge as I can and becoming a, a film junkie and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I also realized that uh, I wanted to be a high school coach, not a college coach, which, uh, you know, I was, I was young and, and not married or anything like that, so able to do that sort of thing. Uh, so I started working at Wheeler High School in Marietta with Coach Chuck Goddard, um, um, you know, who was an excellent coach, and now he's the defensive coordinator over at Blessed Trinity. I think they've won back-to-back now um, over there. So I learned a lot there I learned a lot about dealing with high school kids and how the game is different and also the the way in which you can interact and make a bigger difference um you know in the in the kids lives um then I I got the opportunity to go to Glen Academy my dad got sick and he was in Florida so I wanted to be a little bit closer to them so took a job down at Glen Academy High School in Brunswick Georgia with coach Rob Ridings you know another great one and uh, learned a lot about him uh, from him about organization, detail-oriented uh, defense, and things like that. And you know, got to be uh, one of his offensive coordinators, and we had a lot of success down there. Um, and I knew at this point that I wanted to be a head coach, uh, and I feel like I wanted to learn or coordinate on the other side of the ball because you know, if you want to be a head coach, you really got to know everything. Yes, you, you got to yeah, know every absolutely. position on the field, as you know. Uh, so I took a job at, uh, as a defensive coordinator with Don Norton, uh, you know, who happened to be Coach Butch Brooks' son-in-law. But, you know, Don's been in a long time. He's a, a tremendous high school football coach. And he let me uh, be the defensive coordinator for his team for four years. And um, 
And uh, just kind of it, it was it was awesome because, you know, I never coordinated on that side of the ball before. And he basically just said, you know, figure it out. Uh, oh, wow. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Think, I asked him some questions. He's like, you figure it out. You know, so and, you know, it, it made me work harder because, you know, I was so afraid to to not succeed and not do a good job that it made me just work even harder. Uh, you know, and I appreciate him. Um, letting me learn that way because it, it, he could have sat down and said, no, you do this, this, and this, and this. And, but he, he wanted me to learn. He wanted to help get me ready to be a head coach. So I, I greatly appreciate it for him having that trust in me to do that, but also letting me figure it out, you know, let me do some things. And, and, you know, even, you know, he wasn't going to let me fail, fail, obviously because it's his team, but, you know, let me go through some peaks and valleys to, to help me grow and things like that as a coordinator and as a young coach. Um, and, and through that, I was able to become the head coach here where I am now mm-hmm. uh, at Telford County High School. Um, you know, we took over, uh, you know, a, a big-time rebuilding program. Uh, they had been, you know, 1-19, and 4-40 over the last few years and, you know, not close in the games. And, you know, we, we've worked really hard here as a staff, getting the kids to, to buy in um, to what we're trying to get them to understand. And, you know, we're, we're averaging about five and five, six and four now. We've had uh, several playoff appearances, which hadn't had before. And, you know, we're in a lot of ball games, even with some of the upper echelon uh, teams. You know, we, we haven't quite gotten over the hump like I want to and knock off some of the, you know, the, the big dogs, whatever, but we're, we're getting closer, uh, you know, so – we're, we're headed in the right direction, and uh, I love the, the kids we have here. Uh, we just want to keep taking that next step and getting over that next hurdle uh, in our program. So that's that's where we're at today. You know, I'm going into my ninth season here at Telfer County High School, and, you know, God willing, hopefully we get to have this ninth season, you know, with all this stuff going on. But uh, we're excited. Uh, the kids have been tremendous and awesome through all this, so couldn't couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, you talked about, you know, we're in 2020, so everything's going haywire. Uh, talk about what you're doing, like, right now to help your, your kids and your, your staff get ready to play, potentially play in 2020. Right. You know, we talked about it the other day. You know, potentially we could be playing here in just a few weeks, you know, with some scrimmages and stuff like that. Um, so, like I told the guys, you know, we, we don't – it's a lot of uncertainty right now, but – we want to prepare as if we are, you know, getting ready to play on August 7th, you know, and if they back it up, they back it up. But we don't want to just kind of be going through the motions and not be prepared. You know, we want to be ready when our number's called. So, you know, we, we started out real sluggish. You know, everybody was sending home at-home workouts and things like that and trying their best to hold the kids accountable and things like that by having some zoom meetings and stuff like that. But you know, it's not the same when you're right there on top of them in the weight room and everything. So we started off real slow, just kind of get them acclimated to being in the weight room, lifting the weights, doing it the way, you know, we wanted um, through those couple weeks in June. And then we turned it up just a little bit on them before our GHSA dead week. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of been rocking and rolling since we got back kind of increasing this, the, the percentages and things like that and you know up in the conditioning a little bit um as you can tell they've got their feet back under them a little bit mm-hmm. um and then you know uh, i guess it's been this was the second week now we've been able to use a football so 
you know, we've been working on trying to complete the forward pass. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've completed a lot to the grass the first uh, first few days. But, uh, no, you know, just trying to shake the rust off, you know, you know, reteaching, you know, the fundamentals of routes, reteaching, you know, the form throwing and the reads and the progressions and all those sort of things, trying to get the skill guys ready. And, you know, you can't really touch just, – just until this week, you weren't really able to scrimmage or anything. So now the linemen are excited because they can – they can touch some people, you know. You can yeah. only do so many, uh, so many uh, pass sets on uh, air, and you know, yeah, stepping yeah. zone steps, base steps, and they were getting a little antsy. So I know they were excited to do that. So now we can start working on our run game and stuff like that. So it's been gradual, you know. The coaches are, you know, everybody's just kind of getting a little antsy because they want to know, are we, aren't we, that sort of thing. But you know, um, we're just enjoying spending the time with kids and. They may not miss us, but we miss them. So it's good to be around them and see them and, and uh, you know, continue to, to mentor them and, you know, hopefully be a good example for them. Coach, yeah, you talked about completing, you know, passes to the grass. <laughs> like, so talk about your offensive philosophy. So what does that look like? Uh, what do you believe in? Uh, things of that nature. Well, if you, you know, you know, if you want to put a tag to it, you can say we're spread just because we like to use formations that spread the field. Uh, but if you really dive deep into us, you know, we're, we're a power uh, running offense. You know, we're going to run different types of leads and traps and, you know, mm -hmm. find different ways to, to run, you know, C-gap to C-gap, you, know, uh, you know. And then we'll keep you off balance, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, with some some outside zone stuff, jet sweep, and then you know we have our different play action, a little bit of quick game, uh, and some play actions off of our motions and things like that. Um, throw it around a little bit. You know, I'm a quarterback, so you know, in in a perfect <laughs> world, of course, I'd be loving to sling it uh, uh, 50 times a game. But uh, we're gonna do whatever it takes, and uh, whatever the opponent gives us, we're going to uh, do what it takes. If it's a game where we gotta throw it 50 times and win, so be it. If we gotta run it 50 times, so be it. We just want to try to have more points than the other team, uh, you know, at the end of the game. But uh, if you want to put a tag on it, we're like a spread power team, you know, because we want to we want to run the ball, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's hard pill for me to swallow as a former quarterback saying we want to run the ball. Uh, but, you know, as you become a head coach, you know, uh, you know, you, I'm sorry, you got to run the ball. You know, oh, absolutely. You ball. But don't get me wrong, uh, air raid guys out there, I love throwing the football as well and you know if we if we've got some guys that uh we feel great about then we're going to throw it around too you know we probably average throwing it about uh 15 to 20 times a game uh which isn't bad but you know we're not we're probably if we're having to throw it you know 30 40 times a game then we're probably in big trouble um so yeah we want to try to control that clock and um you know one thing i learned is being defense coordinator you know we want to uh have that defense first mentality even though i'm the offensive coordinator now you know uh you know, if a guy, we don't want him to play both ways, even though it's a small school, they probably are. But if we had to choose a side, we want to make sure because if they don't score, we can't lose. Yeah. So, Coach, you were, you were preaching the choir on that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Gee whiz. Um, what kind of defenses do you all see week in and week out? So, like, what are you seeing? What are you having to attack? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it used to be for a while everybody was a four-man front. You know, and we're a variation of a 4-3. You know, we roll down a lot and have that strong safety. Try to sneak them in the box as much as possible. So, we're like, you know, a lot of the ripple is, you know, match stuff and everything mm -hmm. on defense. But uh, I've seen more and more over the years, we're seeing a lot more three-man fronts. You know, the 
I guess the three, four or five, two, whatever you want to call it, has become a lot more sexy uh, because what they've seen in college and stuff. So we see a lot more of the variations of the three man front. Um, but, you know, even those guys, they're going to a lot of times depending on what formation, they're going to sneak a fourth guy on the line anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do see a lot more no's of recent years than we have in the past. We'll see a couple teams that are in the 3-3 stack uh, or 3-5, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, we, we have seen over the years increase of the more of the 3-4-5-2 teams. And then you're going to have your, you know, your handful of guys that are still going to be those 4-4, four, four, cover three, cover one kind of guys. Um, so, you know, it, it's a good mixture, it looks like, this schedule. But um, seeing more and more 50 fronts than we have uh, in the past, I think. Sure. Uh, so, you talk, that's, we'll, we'll move to defense. You were talking about being like Rip Liz, kind of four down. Talk about your philosophy on that and how that, how that, more, how that meshes. There you go. There's the right M word. Meshes with your offensive philosophy. Yeah, so what's funny is when we first came here, when I was defensive coordinator at Johnson, we were a 3-3, and I'd gotten it from Georgia Military, which they are like the 3-3 gurus mm-hmm. over there. You know, Coach Coach Manchester does an excellent job with the defense over there. That's where I kind of learned it from, just meeting with him. And, you know, I love it. I love being aggressive and bringing them from the cheap seats and everything and, and all kinds of different um, exotic blitzes. And it just kind of – it kind of – over the years, we kind of – morphed into we had a lot more defensive linemen than we did the linebacker type mm-hmm. so it just became a forefront was a little bit better for us um, over time which was that coach uh, Justin Masella who's our defense coordinator uh, does an excellent job and it's a uh, it's a variation of the 4-3 but like I said we, we get that strong safety in the box a lot <coughs> excuse me and um, and we're, we're a lot of you know, a lot of cover three, you know, with the Rip Liz match stuff that you see. Uh, it just, you know, it works well for our kids. You know, but we'll play some, you know, some cover one or cover zero, depending on, you know, if we have some type of blitz and things on. But, um, you know, we want to control the line of scrimmage. You know, a lot of, you know, he, the one thing I, I hear him, <laughs> I hear him hollering down there every year is strike, squeeze, and spill, strike, squeeze, and spill, you know. And it's been ingrained in our kids' heads, and they've gotten better with it every year and, you know, done a good job. And uh, the one thing I always remember from Coach Tenuta, it doesn't matter what offense you're playing, stop the run. Mm-hmm. Stop the run. Even, you know, air raid teams, you know, stop the run. Uh, so that's one thing is, you know, we want to try to do our best to take away, you know, their best run game. You know, we're not always successful with it, but, you know, that's, that's our game plan is take away what they do well. You know, you can't stop everything, mm-hmm. uh, but take away what they do well. Um, and that's what we try to do. And then, you know, try to not give up the big play with, uh, you know, something over the head on, uh, you know, passing and things like that. So, and it fits into what we do because we want to, you know, try to our best to try to control the clock on offense, you know, win with defense. And, you know, uh, we've been averaging about 28 points a game. Um, so, it, uh, it's it been a good, pretty good recipe for us. Obviously, I want to score more. Uh, you know, everybody wants to score 30, 40 points and, you know, shut out and have that nice, comfortable, comfortable victory. But as you know, down here in uh, these regions down here, you know, you're probably not going to see that. So. No, that's good, good football down there in, in South Georgia. Uh, and talk, Coach, talk about your special teams philosophy. What, what's your, like, what's your mantra? What do you, what do you hang your hat on with special teams? You know, we, we work punt every day. We work okay. punt every day. That's something we want to work on. Um, we, we put our best guys on punt and kickoff. 
because um, in my opinion, those are the two most important, especially not that the other ones are not. Um, but we want to put our best dudes on the kickoff team. Um, you know, we do all types of different things. You know, sometimes if we have a decent kicker that can get it down there, we'll kick it deep and cover and try to pin you deep. You know, we do different types of loops and we can do surprise on sides. Um, just mix it up. We'll see see what they're giving us and see. It also depends on the ability of our kicker as well. You know, if he's the type of kicker that can place it very accurately, then we can do those sort of things, you know. Um, you know, we, we've been fortunate. He has since moved to Atlanta, but we were fortunate the last couple of years to have a very good kicker. And, you know, we, you know, he um, you know, could kick from, he was pretty deep, pretty solid, but, you know, inside of 40 and he'd even hit, um, you know, one from 45. So um, did a really good job. You know, um, we like to be able to find ways to block a punt. You know, it may be a little bit different each week, but we want to try to block a punt. Uh, I think it's like 82% when you block a punt, you increase your chance of victory by 82%, I think is what I'll it was. With. Yeah, so, you know, we're always trying to find a different way to block a punt. Um, and that, of course, there's a couple – I think was, I was making fun of my defense coordinator because he's the one that had brought that attention to me, one of those NCAA stats. And uh, it was two games in a row where we had blocked a punt and still lost. So, uh, <laughs> I said, we disproved that theory. But, it, I mean, it is true because you can change the momentum of a game in a hurry with mm -hmm. the old dreaded double thud. So, oh, yeah. you know, we try to find different ways to uh, to be aggressive, at least on the, um, you know, on the punt return, punt block team, whatever you want to call. So, I, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive on the, uh, you know, on the special teams just to try to make some things happen, give our offense a short field, um, you know, or, you know, put our defense in a good position uh, with a, you know, a nice, you know, pin them deep on the punt. You know, all defensive coordinators, as you know, they would love to uh, – play with a very long field instead of the short field so yeah absolutely they, you, you want you know them to drive 90 instead of 40 you know, <laughs> you know like kick yeah sometimes when we do a you know a surprise on side on kickoff and you know the guys who get it and they've got the ball in the 40 45 just see my defense coordinator going <sighs> yeah <laughs> you yeah know, so i was like sorry hey we're trying to get it here don't worry i got confidence in you'll stop them yeah yeah so, yeah it's play the old short field arena football, so. Sure, yeah. Shoot, last year we didn't stop anybody. We could score. We averaged 34 points a game, but we gave up like 40-something. We have, Obviously, we're trying to fix that now. Uh, gee whiz. Right. Um, so, Coach, as we kind of wrap this thing up, talk about, like, if a young coach getting into the business, like, what are some gold nuggets for somebody looking to become a coordinator – head coach, what would you advise them to do? Uh, first thing, uh, number one, um, to any young coach, learn your kids. Learn your kids. You know, um, they honestly, they could care less what you know. Uh, they want to know that you care about them. Uh, truly, not, not – kids, kids are smart now. They know whether you're phony or not, you know. So, you know, just, you know, learning your kids and learning to – and if you learn your kids, you'll fall in love with them, okay? Because every year I have, you know, we have new groups and the ones leave and stuff like that. But, you know, you fall in love with them every year because you just try to dive yourself into their life and, you know, help them become, you know, better better men, better sons, brothers, cousins, you know, hopefully one day uh, husbands and fathers, uh, you know, to, to do that sort of thing. So really get in and – whether you're a position coach, coordinator, head coach, you know, learn, learn your kids, get to know them well, you know, know what's going on because a lot of times, 
you can head some stuff off at the pass if you if you know their triggers and you you know know their moods and and things like that and um sometimes you can uh, for lack of a better term, you know, talk them off a ledge when they're having a really bad day. I mean, it, teenage years, as everybody remembers, is very emotional years. You know, you're going through a lot mentally and physically, so especially these teenagers today. Um, so, you know, get to know them, love them up, love your, love your players. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And then and be a film junkie. Uh, there's no such thing as watching enough film. I, you know, I'm watching this. I, I'll watch uh, uh, East – Central Texas State University versus, uh, you know, Southeast Maine State. It doesn't matter to me. Football's football. I love watching it. I want to see if I can pick up any. I just love watching it anyway, but I want to see if I can pick up, you know, any nuggets that, you know, maybe one day it may not fit that year, but maybe one day it will fit into something we're doing. Um, just just watch film, watch film, watch film, study, study, study. Um, be a sponge around these older coaches. You know, there's always something to learn from everyone sometimes it's something you learn not to do okay mm -hmm. or, or it could be something you do but just just learn you know be a sponge I've learned so much from all the guys I've had the opportunity to work for or play for you know starting with my dad in high school all the way um you know until they uh, became a head coach and now I'm I'm trying to I learn from my assistants too you know they teach me things and I learn I try to learn from other head coaches you know, that, you know, maybe mm -hmm. similar situations. What are you doing um, to be able to accomplish this? You know, like if I'm struggling with something, you know, what, what can I do to do better, you know, to help us get over this next hump or whatever. So, you know, being that lifelong learner, uh, never, never have learned everything. There's always something to learn. So those, to me, those are the two biggest things that I would want someone to tell me, uh, you know, back in my earlier self, um, you know, to try to, to try to be great if you want to be great. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you to reach out to, to grab some of your knowledge? I don't know if there's much to grab, but uh, uh, the Twitter is at Coach M. Burleson. Uh, that's where, you know, I, I'm on there a lot because that seems to be where a lot of the college coaches are. So, you know, I'm on there. Just I like to read stuff on there. I'm always reading stuff from, like, Coach Ron Mackey. Terrence Banks is like a – offensive genius I love uh reading anything he's got out there so many guys so, so much stuff out there uh that I just love diving in on and, and reading and looking at and everything so that's where I tend to be uh the most my my email uh school email mburleson at tailfairschools.org you know anybody can always uh email me and I'm always wanting to talk football I mean I know my wife was glad that we could start working out because she was tired of learning about um, the snag concept, you know, and I was teaching, I was, I was out there doing quarterback drills with my nine-year-old daughter. So, um, I know they're all happy to have football back. So, uh, you know, I got her little football. I had her working little footwork drills and all that. So, you know, now that GHSA has flag football, we might, uh, might be doing that too. I don't know, but I know they're glad to have football back. So anybody wants to talk ball, I'm always up for it. And I know my wife would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. My wife's the same way. She's telling me you got to get out of the house. So, okay. Doing podcasts and going to school. <laughs> that is absolutely right. That's awesome. Coach. Thank you for coming on coach. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Thanks so much for having me on.